Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 96, cover date September 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artists Kurt Swan and George Klein, edited by Mort Weisinger, featuring The Prize is a Planet, written by Leo Dorfman, art by Pete Costanza. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Wonder what you gonna do when the morning light comes shining through. You thought about it all last night until darkness turned into light. When a dire threat faces the planet Mord, Special Agent Galora is sent to Earth to recruit Jimmy Olsen's help. Galora appeals to Jimmy's vanity, giving him temporary superpowers. Jimmy then agrees to return to Mord with Galora. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. One-eyed Pete and Three-Fingered Joe We're pulling a robbery When Jimmy Olsen walks right in Oh, one-eye says, ooh-hee The lion and the cub The lion and the cub When you see the little cub at play The mighty lion's not far away Take care, beware The lion and the cub what a banner day for humanity. What? A banner day what for do you humanity. Mean? Well, uh, where should I begin? Junebug pooped on her walk. The first time I've oh. seen her poop in a week. It's a miracle. Uh, it's Pride Month. I don't know wait, if you've wait, why, heard. Is, why is that important? People should understand why. Oh, well, Junebug, we may have mentioned last week that she was ill. She had eaten something she shouldn't oughta. She was and sick she, for several days. Yes, vomiting and out the other end yeah. and you know and then just we hadn't seen her poop at all for three or four days we were really worried i'm sorry to use such vulgar language no that's poop. Okay. there has to be a better way excrement okay so anyway she's just fine and dandy just fine mm-hmm. back to her old self uh it's pride month if I, you've heard yes we had a big pride day at my church this morning we're Presbyterian, so we're allowed to do of course. that. Yes, in my Catholic church, there was no mention of any pride whatsoever. Well, no, they don't talk about that much in the Catholic church no. out loud. Although next week we are celebrating, or rather commemorating, Juneteenth. Yes, of yes. course. Mm-hmm. Um, our preacher this morning was Tina White, who's a trans woman. She's fantastic. You should look her up. She's an author, lecturer, and she grew up in the very church where I attend. No kidding. Yes. Wow. Um... And we're celebrating Pride here with Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen because Superman in the splash page is fighting a rainbow-colored rock creature <laughs> with four arms. That's true. Uh, come on, Superman. Crush the quadroid into super dust. This is Jimmy Olsen, Superman's mm-hmm. pal, thinking, Oh, that walking rock pile is partly made of kryptonite, the one substance that can kill my pal. 
And if he loses this duel, the planet Mord is done for. Mord is spelled M-O-R-D, but I've chosen to pronounce it in the correct Mordian language, which would be pronounced Mord. <laughs> it's an inflective language, like is it? Mandarin Chinese. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like Mord. You can't just say Mord. No, it's Mord. Mord. It's too low, too low. Mord. Mord. Yeah, you've got to match the pitch. Okay, what happens if I go Mord? Nope, that's a different planet. Okay, all right. Um, it's actually a curse word on the planet Mord. <laughs> you know how I love the little um, emo- emotive interjections like yes. sob and choke. I think this is the first time we've seen an ulp. Yeah. Which you'd think would be more common than it was. Well, I think he tried to go, he tried. He, he might have gone for a gulp, but he was so scared. All he got out was an ulp. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, I had a little surprise on the front porch this afternoon. Two packages from Tops.com, uh, the Migo Corporation in cooperation with the Tops have just issued eight-inch action figures of Captain Marvel and, and Black, Black Adam, Adam, soon to have his own feature film starring Black. The Rock. Wow! Yes, yeah. featuring the Justice Society of America. The Justice Society? Yeah, haven't, did I not send you the trailer? I don't remember. My goodness. You send me so many trailers. Well, it just came out two days ago, so you no, probably you haven't seen you it. No, no. Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. I would have remembered that. You have not sent me that trailer. Well, I'll send it to you. Last trailer you sent me was She-Hulk. This. Oh, yeah, that looked pretty good, except yeah, she looked so fakey. Yeah. Um, wait, we wait, did... wait, 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 wait. What? Are you not even, like, hi, everyone. It's good to see you. <laughs> And all that. Shall or, I start over? Uh, no, no, no. That's okay. Um, I just wanted to share some interesting things that have happening to us. Please this do. Past yes. Weekend. So we went to a concert Friday night, didn't we? Yes. Bonnie yes, Raitt. Bonnie Raitt. Oh, it was delightful. It was wonderful. We went to Wolf Trap. Um, if anybody uh, around the tri-state area, I should say quad state area, you know. Um, we, we call it. Uh, the metropolitan D.C. area. MVD. <laughs> anyway. DMV. What do they say? I don't know. Because I, I think about West Virginia, you know, West Virginia, Virginia. We don't count. No, we're part we, of Maryland. <laughs> anyway, uh, Wolf Trap is a great place to go for uh, for all sorts of music, including opera. And um, so we we just had a delightful time there. And yesterday, uh, the rain thwarted our plans to mm-hmm. get up early and cut the grass. But we ended up getting through that eventually. But I also had some landscapers come and make some significant changes to our front yard, didn't I? Did you um, clear that with the HOA president? Because I think you have to put in a request I, to have any sort of alteration to your property done. The alternative was that I was going to have the HOA president assist me on all of the tree cuttings and clearings. And clearly you made the right choice. Yes, I As think so. treasurer, you just... Issued money to someone else to do it. <laughs> it was our money, not the oh, right. Case. To be clear, yes. Yeah, no, I had some guys come down and cut some uh, cut some limbs off some trees and remove a tree that was the size of a VW bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just so happy now I can continue with my gardening efforts. So. And uh, and 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 today, I had a two hour nap. Yes, as did I. Because we stayed up too late last night for our Saturday night listener. We both go to church on Sunday mornings. Yes, we go to church. And it requires us both to get up pretty early. So we don't stay up very late, usually on Saturday nights. But we had to last night because we watched season four, episodes six and seven of Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. 
the next part of the series, the last two episodes will be released in July. But we mm-hmm. just we wanted to stay up and watch them last night. Brought to you by Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did also watch Ms. Marvel on Disney Plus last week. It's adorable. adorable. You've got to watch this. It's and I've great. never even read Ms. Marvel comics. I mean, I'm aware, but oh, I haven't my read them. But I think I might read the comics now. Well, this young lady, she's with a Muslim family. All right. Yes, she's yes, Muslim, and she's Muslim. she is, as my great aunt Sue would say, she's got personality plus. And there's a wonderful vibe to this, and mm-hmm. there's constant. She's always imagining. She daydreams, so so you her daydreams are sort of played out, animated, yeah, animated on the surfaces fantastic. all around her. So it's great. And Lots she doesn't have any whining dogs walking around her tile well, floor I'm, while I'm she's trying to record. Right now, I'm removing his collar. Hold on a second, there, buddy. Okay. And aunt. she has a pal. There Just like Superman. Yes, she does. She does. A technique. A techni- techie pal. Sorry, techie yes. pal. Yeah. Uh, I met a local celebrity this afternoon mm-hmm. at a society function. Liz, the realtor. Oh, oh, oh. And, and, what? And, um, our neighbor's walking his dog. His grand dog. His grand dog. Mm-hmm. Um, p- p- uh, Miss Paisley, Paisley, Paisley. Yes, she is a bulldog. miniature pit bull. She's adorable. She? Yes. Oh, she looks, she like, looks a like a bulldog. Yeah, yeah. She's adorable. And uh, this is the same neighbor listener who's been burning garbage at the front yard weekly. Right. And drinks Coors Light. Coors. Not even Coors Light. No. Coors. 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 We do like them very, very oh, much. Oh, they're a, a delight. So I would never say anything about no, drinking no, Coors no. beer. But Jesus, I wash my um, hands with Coors beer. Local celebrity Liz, who's a realtor. That's how they pronounce it. Realtor. And she has appeared in a commercial with... Uh, lady from Shark Tank. That's how I knew who she was. I recognized her right away from her commercial. So it worked. Good yes. investment, Liz. Good investment. And her uh, significant other, Roger, who's also president of his HOA. So Well, I bet the two of you shared some war stories. We sure did. Mm-hmm. Neighbors cutting down trees hitherty-titherty without clearance and <laughs> whatnot. Like I said, your alternative was to assist me in the project, so I think mm-hmm. I made the right choice. You know who needs no assistance? Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen, because he's gonna about to get superpowers mm-hmm. on the planet Mord. Jimmy Olsen, Rob, mm-hmm. has been in tough spots before, but this tops um all. In a faraway part of the universe, the cub reporter watches helplessly as Superman fights to save a world in mortal peril. But even the incredible powers of the Man of Steel are useless this time. And it looks as if Jimmy and his super pal are fated to lose the fantastic duel in which the, the prize, prize is a planet. planet. I wonder if people in the DC Universe are just so accustomed to the idea of other planets with fully intelligent civilizations that... Jimmy Jimmy Olsen remains a cub reporter despite traveling into space. <laughs> yeah, he never gets living promoted. on a no right right. He's been to the future. He's turned into a giant turtle man. He has stretchy powers on occasion. Doesn't he have his own robot? Did he, he build one or did Superman? Yes, build one? it's. We'll get to that when he writes his last will and testament. Right. He built a robot. I'm sure Superman built it and gave it to oh, him. I don't think okay. Jimmy can build a robot. But he... Um, Remains a cub reporter. Doesn't he have a look-alike that's like a Texas oil man? <laughs> a look-alike-y. <laughs> um, he has his own league of substitute Olsons to be pals for Superman if Jimmy's ever unavailable. 
A league of substitute Olsons. Remember that one kid that had a giant t-shirt that said J-O on it and he was <laughs> Jimmy's substitute pal yes, for Superman? Yes. Oh. I must say at the outset, I really enjoy the art in this issue. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Kurt Schaffenberger, but it's Pete Costanza, who I'm sure was friends with Kurt Schaffenberger. Italian. I, I didn't. Costanza? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't bother to research that before I logged on here this morning, but... Well, let's dive in, shall we? Let's. One day, as Tigor... Sorry, I mispronounced that. Tigor, ruler of the remote world of Mord... You're going to keep us up through the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Faces a crisis. You don't want to... I mean, that's a cultural appropriation if you just take words and mispronounce them. Uh, you don't think it's cultural appropriation for you to presume that you can speak in the Mordian way? I don't need to presume because I've learned Mordian on Duolingo. I've spent <laughs> all week practicing. And okay. one day as Tigor, ruler of the remote world of Mord, faces a crisis. You know that he's the ruler because he's wearing a, what do you call those? A laurel uh, wreath? A leaf, a wreath, a laurel wreath, yes. Uh, apparently the planet Mord has a problem. Uh, and they need to summon the three mentors. At once, sire. Now the three mentors are three elderly gentlemen who are kept in tubes. <laughs> in some sort of suspended animation where they sleep. Yes. In the vault of oblivion. <laughs> they have to use the glow key. To open the vaults. Then, in the weird hall where the greatest men in the planet's history sleep out the centuries. Huh. The greatest men. Now, these aren't the greatest heroes because those are launched into the sun. No, these are great thinkers of the mm, past. These poor men. Although, I tell you what, I would I would jump at the chance to, to sleep for centuries in a tube and be woken up only to be asked questions and then put back to sleep. Right. Yeah. As long as I don't have to answer any email. Um, you know, that's a lot like working from home. Is it? Yeah, you just sort of sleep in a self-imposed tube all day, and then someone pops up, and you have a question, and then you're just right back in your tube. <laughs> as long as you're available, that's the important mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, to be clear, this is a room with dozens of old men in tubes, mm. but apparently only three of them are the master brains. Well, they're the greatest thinkers. Everybody yeah. else must be subpar. But it says only the master brains of the three mentors. So it's apparently it's a caste system. Only the, these three are mentors. Well, you would know in your extensive research. Right. Of Mord. Um, oh, I forgot of my research. Right. So the rest of them are, you know, some of them are engineers or uh, physical laborers, tree trimmers. Oh. Whatever the need is. Are there any artists there? Artists, yes, of Musicians? course. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, visual sure. Artists? Mm-hmm. Are there yeah. any dancers in there? Oh, yes. Oh, uh, writers? Dame uh, Edna Fontaine is one of the elders. Is she really? Well, the Mordian, Mordian version of Dame Edna Fontaine. <laughs> Her name wasn't Edna, was it? What's... Dame, 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 not Judy Fontaine. No, no, Maggie Fontaine, Tina. No, that's not her name. <laughs> Is it Maggie Fontaine? I don't remember. Go ahead. Um, so they've wakened up the three mentors and plugged them into a computer and explained that they urgently need their assistance. Mm. Leave it to us, fellas. 
These hypercomputers will amplify our brain power a thousandfold. Yeah. Now, they're plugging the factors into their computers, and the solutions will appear on the screens over their head. Okay. Finally, they discovered that the problem can be solved only by one particular person. The image is coming into focus now. We have three... This is like a roulette machine. We have three images... (laughs) Uh, starting with Batman, Superman, and Supergirl. But they slowly, the three images coalesce into identical images of who do you think? Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen by the nine nebulae of Mer. It is Superman's friend, the Earthling, called Jimmy Olsen. So here's what I'm saying. Jimmy Olsen's fame is so galactic that these old men who have been... In suspended animation in tubes, know who Jimmy Olsen is. It's just by seeing him on the screen. And your point is that he should not remain a cub reporter on the Right, earth. right. At least he could be a full reporter. Just reporter Jimmy Olsen. Right. Yes, not cub reporter. Right. Yes. Does Do they have a kind of a tenure system in newspapers? Well, I don't believe you age in, in comics, do you, generally? Well, not, no, not in Metropolis, no. It's Margot Fontaine, by the way. Margot. I knew it was Margie or something like that. I call her Margie. Okay. So thanks for your help, old men. Now back to your long sleep. <laughs> and they, don't they say, no, please. Yes, no, please. Let us lay Oh, no, so I beg ages. you. Look. I beg you. Let us remain awake. Oh, I help. Honk, snee. Honk, snee. <laughs> That's this. weird because that is not... Resolved. That's it. These 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 no. brilliant men beg not to go to sleep. They said, "Let us help. Let us remain awake to help you and guide you." Nope. Sorry. But the fleas go unheeded, and soon in the hall of oblivion, the somno vibrator beam is putting them back to sleep. They're all needed again until they're needed again. What a way to live! Eternal sleep, except when the rules want to pick your brains. Well, they're not living, are they? What a way to live! They're not living. They're not. Look at them. They're pounding on the glass to get out, and this is never resolved. I don't even know if more. Is is D- door whatever Mordor Mord yeah is, there you go um, Mord <laughs> is ever referenced again or visited again in DC comics? It's not okay. So these ancient brilliant men are asking to not be put back into sleep suspended mm-hmm, animation. Mm-hmm. They are they stick them back in there and turn it on and walk out the room and close it up, and that's the last we hear of them ever. Yeah. Assholes. Meanwhile, in the throne room, (laughs) at the Majesty's request, they have assembled the three most successful interplanetary secret agents. But which one to trust? Well, here comes Valinor the Mighty, who's crushing, uh, well, it's a tree trunk made of metal. Yeah, it's ultra-dense metal. Yeah, which is the hardest mineral in their galaxy. Mm-hmm. Well, is it metal or is it a mineral? Because those are two different things. He says ultra-dense metal. Right. Is the hardest mineral in our galaxy. Well, that's a mineral is not metal. Metal. Well, actually, iron is a mineral. No, iron is a metal. Iron is a metal. But it's on the periodic table of elements. As a metal. As a metal. As a metal, yes. Okay. Minerals are like calcium and... Sodium and whatnot. I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about. I just know the metal men, gold, silver, platinum, iron, lead, tin, and nameless. 
Iron is a mineral with many functions. What? Iron helps red blood cells carry oxygen through the body and supports the child's ability to learn. Having enough iron in the body can help prevent iron deficiency and iron deficiency anemia. What's the difference between a metal and a mineral? Uh, why is iron considered a major mineral? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. God well, well, okay, dang no, wait it. A second, wait a second. What? Animal vegetable mineral. Yeah. Right? It's a mineral. Animal. Surely it's animal vegetable mineral metal. N no. <laughs> what? All right. Hold on a second. Uh-huh. What's the difference between a mineral and metal? What about Amethyst, Princess of Gemworld? Stop talking. You stop talking. Because I didn't have my voice to text off, and I said, what about Amethyst? What is the difference between minerals and metals? Yeah. Metal is an element, uh -huh. and mineral is a compound. Most metals are naturally present as minerals. Metals are react more are react. Metals are reactive. Mm -hmm. Metal and the respective minerals of that metal have different appearances and other properties. I see. Huh. Well, it doesn't matter because Valinor the Mighty can crush it into dust. Olson will be like a babe in arms to me. Crunch. Uh, ba. Silbon says. Silbon uh, would says that Superman would pulverize Valinor, but I, Silbon, have used my chemical arsenal to defeat a dozen space spy organizations. Observe the effects of my hypno-gas grenade. Silbon needs to lower his hem about an inch. Yeah, that's not... He would his, not go to a Catholic school in that skirt. His skirt reveals a little too much. Mm-hmm. Well, that reminds me. What? I've been watching that um, airline thing on... Uh, airline show, but I've been watching it in little bits on uh, YouTube. Oh, where, the, where with the, airline the terrible passengers customers? Are horrible. Uh -huh. And I watched one this morning where a guy was asked to put on... Uh, he was wearing a kilt and he had no underwear on oh. and, and the people in the airport were uh, complained to southwest airlines because they could see his genitals <laughs> and he i i could i didn't watch it all i guess they were trying to force him to put some pants on or some other some other things he lied and said that he had underwear on underneath because the woman was like I, the, the woman that came to, mm -hmm. to resolve the conflict didn't want to actually lift up his right. to see oh he, well it just continued i don't even know how it ends um but, I was not present, but I have it on good authority that a major American operatic star was married to a man who wore a kilt to the wedding. And um, I have friends who were singing in the choir okay. of the wedding. Oh, I know where this is going. And when they sat down in front of the priest to hear the sermon, he also was not wearing wow. underwear under his kilt. My goodness. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's very common. Yes. Particularly on the planet Mord. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's get out of this. So the hypno-gas grenade uh, instantly turns Valinor into a limp-crawling thing. A limp-crawling thing. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Completely under... Uh, what's Silbons. his name? Silbon's control. Mm -hmm. Well, hmph. Who knows what different effects Silbon's chemicals might have on Earth's atmosphere. I, Galora, will entrap our victim with the most irresistible bait of all, my incredible allure. I've already cast Galora uh, and Baxter. 
from the Ten Commandments. Oh, well done. Yeah. Oh, Moses. Oh, Moses. In fact, the only bit of research I did for this issue was to uh, determine when the Ten Commandments was first broadcast on television. Because I was fifty-eight. No. Oh, broadcast on television? Yeah, 1973. Oh. I was going to say 72. Really? Yes. When I was it made? 58? 58 or 56. Okay. Um, I would have thought it would have been on television long before that, because I remember it always on Easter Sunday. They'd always show the Ten Commandments. I, I don't know how many times you and I have talked about Ann Baxter and, oh, and the Ten Commandments on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We love it. And, of course, my dad used to always say to me, Where's your God now, Moses? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would just... That's not Ann Baxter, to be clear. That's well, no, G. that was Robinson. Edward G. Robinson, but he loved that movie too. Um, also, Ann Baxter in All About Eve. She's in all the She's great movies. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and wicked. Wicked. Yes. Uh, so she has demonstrated that her telescanner pendant uh, can display an image of her garden where she has turned her many paramours into. Well, no, she hasn't turned them into stone. They're dead, and she's made statues of them. In the not not in, the, in a glorious pose no, of victory or, like, or pose where they're, where they're attractive, but like in their death throes poses. Um, oh gosh, what was that one issue of Adventure Comics with the Legion of Superheroes went to the cemetery planet? Yes, and the girl with the dead hero lady uh-huh. had on her tombstone a picture of her slipping on a banana peel because that's how she died. <laughs> Ah! Uh, so he says to her Galora wins the bid I have to use contracting language your beauty can succeed where brute force would fail and off she flies to earth days later on a faraway earth on faraway earth as reporter Jimmy Olsen returns from an assignment so remember this that it says days later oh uh-huh. I know what you just said yeah there are some inconsistencies in this. I'll comic. say the first one being the men who beg to be not put back into the to the yeah. hibernation, and they are. Yeah. The next one being this right. days later. So Jimmy Olsen is driving apparently the Pacific Coast Highway, which is not close to Metropolis. No. But he's returning from an assignment, and uh, flying saucer is buzzing his little sports coupe. I'd love to have that car. That's a nice car. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple, just a little simple convertible, but yeah. it's uh, it doesn't have fins on it either, so it's no sixty six or sixty seven. Yeah. yeah. So the spaceship crashes, uh, which she intentionally crashes the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's but trapped not before putting on her buckle. Right, she does put on a seatbelt. Yeah. Smart girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy investigates the crash and finds her trapped inside. Because she says, "I'm trapped," and. <laughs> All of a sudden, Jimmy starts thinking and talking like a male chauvinist pig. Yes. Man, oh man, what a package of pulchritude. Which and she speaks English, too. Pulchritude means beauty. Thank you, mm-hmm. Professor. Uh, Jimmy is too weak to free her from the wreckage, but she says, quickly open this compartment and take out the box inside. Open the box and there's a comb. Use it on your hair at once. What a bizarre way to get the super strength that he's about to get by combing his hair. Except, let's just pretend that it has some sort of reference to Samson. That's what I thought immediately, but then I didn't. It didn't proceed on those lines. 
Well, kind of did, but... It's a vain way to gain power. And guess what? Jimmy's all in. He's told. In an emergency like this, she wants me to doll up. I'll humor her, the poor kid. <laughs> uh, he combs his hair, and all of a sudden his muscles start bulging with power. And indeed, he is able to lift the wreckage off of Galora and rescue her from the crash with the following words. Look, doll, I'm lifting your ceiling with one hand. Hmm. You guess what? I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, I I guess that what happened was she crashed into the rock and then the ceiling of the the spaceship sort of crumbled in. It was metal. And then he just bent the ceiling Mm -hmm. back up because it looks just fine. Uh, She continues, I'm Galore from the planet Mord. How's my Ann Baxter? All the girls on our world have watched your adventures on our space scanners. You're our hero. She has, uh, Ann Baxter has a faster pace and she has just a slight hint of a whisper in her voice. Oh, Jimmy. That's it. Faster. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, not that fast. She continues that she has come to invite Jimmy to their planet Mord because their Mordian fans uh, sent this hair comb as a gift. It includes the Dynacomb, which you just used. Now, I mean, Dynacomb. My God. The Dynapower is only a temporary effect, Jimmy. You must use the comb often to renew it. But there are many more wonderful gifts awaiting you on Mord. And he says, hmm, sounds like a great place to visit, but I'd like to think it over first. Meanwhile, I'll show you the sights here on Earth, and I'll introduce you to my friends. They'll flip over this gorgeous dish. But Jimmy, Jimmy. where will I stay? But Jimmy, where will I stay? So he's going to lift her damaged spaceship up on some rocks and make it look like a beach house. Which, that checks out. Checks out at that time, yeah. Uh... So, to show Galore the sights of Earth, he naturally takes her to the World Champion Boxers and Wrestlers Carnival at the Charity Sports Pavilion. And she, uh, and she says, Jimmy, I'd rather be alone with you and, and get better acquainted. Yeah. Later, doll. <laughs> First, I'll introduce you to some of our sporting events. What a stupid male thing to say. So, into the ring, we have Kid Steel, the champ who will donate $500 to charity if anyone can last one round with him. Any volunteers? I'll take him on, friend. So in Jimmy goes to the ring uh, against Galora's advice, but she slaps that comb through his hair, mm-hmm. and what do you think? He bulks up, and uh, even though Kid Steel has brass knuckles hidden inside his Boston club, they are no match for Jimmy Olsen. No. Who knocks Kid Steel right out of the ring. Then, some novelty wrestlers approach. <laughs> uh, Jimmy says, I will wrestle any man in the house and the loser pays $1,000 to the Orphans Fund. Well, I don't have a problem with that. No. Surely Superman would approve yeah, the he's Orphans not Fund. getting money for his own personal gain. No. First opponent is The Fiend, a medieval-themed wrestler who Jimmy makes quick work of. And apparently the medieval-themed wrestler um, actually has a 
metallic fingernails that shock his opponent. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, there's a, it's all wired to a belt that gives a shock. Sure, sure. You mean wrestling's not real? Next up, the Vile Viking, who's uh, got an armor of solid steel and a horned helmet, which is his most dangerous Well, weapon. Jimmy smacks him on top of his helmet yeah. and, and makes short work of him, doesn't he? He sure does. Oh, now we have three Neanderthals, a cavemen. tag team of three cavemen, mm. clearly drawn to resemble the Three Stooges, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the toughest tag team in the country, and the weapons they carry are not for show. Mm -mm. They've got clubs and hand axes and whatnot. Uh, well, guess what? Wire no match for Jimmy Olsen. Not at all. So Jimmy leaves the arena with all his loot. $5,000. Five grand. Galora still wants some time alone with him. Jimmy. You were masterful, but when can we spend some time alone? Well, business before pleasure, doll baby. First, I'm heading up to the Daily Planet to write up the scoop on my new Dynast strength. But don't tell anybody about the comb. Or that you're from another planet, which would actually be a bigger story than the comb that you gives well, you super strength. Well, they do talk about her being on another planet in the next panel. Being from another planet, rather. Oh, right. Well, Lois is taking that scoop. Oh, yeah. Woman to woman. What's life like on your world? <laughs> this is so full of so many sexist comments. It's bad, even by the standard that we've come to expect. Yes. Uh, Jimmy, I wish he'd keep his mouth shut. Right. Start with the interesting part, baby. Tell Lois how the girls on Mord adore me. At that moment, Editor Perry White gets a hot tip by the phone. Wow, the ape mob just snatched a $2 million banknote shipment on Stone Street and 3rd Avenue. Clark, Jimmy, get over there on the double. So Clark and Jimmy approach the crime scene. The ape mob uh, always wears ape masks it's while nice. pulling a job. Yeah, okay, so think about the 1960s. Yeah. And the masks that we were we, we were uh, we would buy and wear when we were kids. Like in the, the plastic 70s. masks with the eye holes that would cut your eyes. Right. Or if you stuck your tongue out, you'd lose your tongue. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it would literally slice your flesh. Yeah. These guys wear ape masks. Um, and look, they're not even full head masks. They are tied around the head, so they must be made of that, that hard plastic, plastic that's flammable. Yeah, and you can't see out of them. No. You know? oh. uh, so Clark sneaks off to quote-unquote call the police. He's going to mm -hmm. change to Superman. Jimmy says Clark's chickened out as usual. Mm -hmm. But I can handle those kids, all, those thugs, all by my lonesome. He combs his hair, and what do you know? He cleans up. The ape mob, just like a human atom bomb. You know what I think is interesting? What? You're on the next page now, right? I'm on page 12, yes. Down at the bottom of this panel, Superman leaves, which we'll get to here in a second. Yeah. And that's the last thing he does in this story, except for the very end. Yeah. I really expected him to come into the... The, the climax of the story. I did too. I thought he was... So Superman announces that he is leaving Earth on an important mission. I thought he had figured the whole thing out and he was headed to Mord. That's how these stories go. Yeah. It did not go as I expected. No. So let's continue on at the top panel there. So so uh, Jimmy really does handle all of those um, ape-faced robbers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so Perry White says... Uh, it's a hoax, just like the story you wrote up about beating all the wrestlers at the sports carnival. 
and Jimmy demonstrates his newfound strength by lifting Superman into the air. And Superman's so casual about it, he's going along with it. Yeah, that's why I thought Superman was in on it. Right, and, and, and what's weird is that the normal Superman would have been skeptical. Yeah. Right? He would have been, hmm, I'm, I see Jimmy's suddenly gained some strength. I better keep an eye on him. No, he leaves the planet. Leaves the planet. Yeah. Uh, so Galora suddenly remembers that she's on a spy mission. So uh, she has to get Jimmy back to Mord. Mm -hmm. And now that he's tasted the power of the Dynacomb, this chick has got an ace up her sleeve. She pulls the comb out of Jimmy's pocket, drops it on the floor, and stomps on it. Yes. Uh-oh, I accidentally stepped on it and broke it. Well, she, he didn't, he's a dullard. He didn't even see her pull it out of his pocket. No. You know, he says, my Dynacomb, it slipped from my pocket. Slipped. So he tries to use the comb, even though it's broken. Mm -hmm. He says, I better test it and see if it still transmits Dyna strength. No. No. Can't. But, Jimmy, there are a hundred super gadgets like that waiting for you on Mord. Flight pills, invisibility sprays, you name it. Wow. You mean your Mordian gimmicks can turn me into Super Olsen? Terrific. When do we all, when do we leave? Doll. At once. You'll be amazed at the welcome you get. Okay, remember when we said it was days later that she arrived on Earth? Uh-huh. Apparently. This... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Her damaged spaceship uh, has warp drive, which can traverse them to the planet Mord. Well, maybe I have to rethink this because she doesn't. It doesn't really say that they instantly are transported. It just says many times the speed of light, which still wouldn't be instantaneous. Hmm. It does say after a lightning journey across the universe. Yeah. So that he just doesn't specify how long it is, but I doubt it's many days. Well, many times the speed of light. As you probably know, mm -hmm. the general concept of warp drive was introduced by John W. Campbell in his 1957 novel Islands of Space, and then, of course, popularized by the Star Trek series. Okay. Its closest real-life equivalent is the Alcubierre drive, a theoretical solution of the field equations of the general theory of relativity. And so, in a nutshell, this is actually a very good depiction of what warp drive would theoretically do, which is to fold space. Mm -hmm. You're not actually traveling faster than light. You're just um, altering space-time so that there is less distance in front of you than there is behind you. That's what they do in... A Wrinkle in Time. No, in Dune. Oh, Dune, yes. Except that the um, navigators are the ones who are responsible for making it happen. Mm -hmm. And they basically take space, space and fold it. You know, you have this distance over here and this distance over here, and they just bring them together. Yeah. Um, and they, but they don't travel. like the, the, um, the vehicles travel inside, inside of large... Excuse me. The spaceships travel inside of larger spaceships, and mm -hmm. they just basically manifest in the new place okay. through the, through the uh, navigator's powers, which are fueled by... Um, the spice. Right. Well, there's no spice in this story. No. Just a general warp drive. Yeah. Now they arrive at Mord, which has a beam of light shining up from the surface of the planet, which is a tractor beam, which pulls 
the spaceship down, similar to the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which oh, actually pulls only... you down faster than the speed of gravity. If you know, it's interesting. I I I, I misspoke earlier. I said that when Jimmy rescued her uh, and bent the ceiling off of her to get her out of the spaceship, I said that her he repaired it, mm-hmm. but he didn't. No, actually, it's, it's still, still damaged. Yeah. So, an even greater shock awaits Jimmy as they reduce speed and land, not at a spaceport, but right in the throne room. The reception hall of the Royal Palace of Mord. Your Majesty, Agent Galora reporting, I have brought back the Earthling Olsen as you commanded. What is this Earthling bit, Galora? And where are the fans you promised that would meet me here? Jimmy is introduced to Tigor, ruler of Mord. Who explains that they tricked him into coming here. Our planet is in grave danger and only you can save us. So to make me come here, you conned me and played me for a set. Well, fill me in. And here he goes from being angry to being, I don't know, easily manipulated. Well, I have to stand up a little bit for Jimmy here. I think if she had come to Earth and explained that they needed his help to save their planet, he would have voluntarily gone. Yes, yes. Probably brought Superman along, but... He didn't need to be tricked. No! Yeah. Uh, he may be redheaded, but he's not that evil. He's still a cub reporter. He's not a dummy. <laughs> well... Well... <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, so, first, Jimmy is to refresh himself in the Hall of Feasting, which is full of anti-gravity trays loaded with fruits and sweetmeats. <laughs> what are sweetmeats precisely? I'm probably like bologna and olive loaf. Oh, wouldn't you love <laughs> olive, olive loaf, loaf right yes. now? Oh my God, wouldn't you love a? I mean, I would not. I would not eat this right now. But like Wonder Bread, two yes. slices of Wonder Bread, uh-huh. American cheese, yep. olive loaf, one piece of iceberg lettuce, and tomato and mustard. Coleman's English mustard. Oh, that's the best. Oh. Uh. So. What do they have in the next room? Aye! <laughs> it's, it's, it's all of death. It's a room of statues of Jimmy Olsen. Which? Which are labeled. Olsen died for Mord. In memory of our hero, Jimmy Olsen. We mourn for Olsen, who saved our world. <laughs> There's even, one of them is a, big, is, is a statue of Jimmy with his leg up on a, a tree yeah. trunk. In a sad pose. I do like the one plaque, we mourn Olsen, who saved our world, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> Unknown to Jimmy, he's under observation by Galora and some other fool. Um, who are gauging his emotional index. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Galora goes in to calm him down. He accuses her of being a double-crosser. And he demands to know what's going on. She calmly explains that it's a Mordian custom to honor their heroes before they make the supreme sacrifice. Okay, the supreme sacrifice? Because I just watched an episode of Star Trek... Strange New World? Strange New World, Uh where the supreme sacrifice was literally talked about as a supreme sacrifice. Yeah. And it was a horrible thing. Yeah. And this is where Jimmy... his hair should be standing up at the back of his neck and he should put his foot down and say, no. 
Speaking of hair standing up, I mentioned to my hairdresser that I'm going to come in soon asking for the Captain Pike special. Did she say you're going to have to have three times as much hair as you She did say, I said, I know I don't have uh, thick enough hair to do that. And she said, it's not a thickness issue, it's density. I showed her a picture. Oh, my God. uh, He's the best hair, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway. As Superman's friend, you've helped him defend the weak. Without your sacrifice, Mord is doomed. Uh, Who? What is doomed? Mord. Oh, thank you. I didn't quite understand your accent. Um, Mord? So, no, that's I just incorrect. cursed. I just cursed yeah. at you. Um, before you go into combat, Jimmy, the brain probe will record your last will and testament on film. I love this so much. Why? It's so corny. It's fantastic. Thank mm. you. Well, who's the Italian that did this? Galetti? Pete <laughs> Costanza is the artist. Costanza? Yeah. Costanza? Costanza? Costanza. Yeah. Oh, this is brilliant. So uh, Jimmy mentally dictates his last will and testament. To Lucy Lane, I leave my Jimmy Olsen robot to comfort her while she mourns for me. So a sex robot. <laughs> and uh, the image is Lucy Lane. Changing the tapes inside his chest? Yeah, she she's said? changing the magnetic tape inside robot Jimmy's chest while robot Jimmy wipes her eyes with a kerchief. <laughs> To my fan club, I leave my costume collection. Okay, that checks out. Yep, sure. The, right, but he has a fan club. He has a fan club. He's a cub reporter. I don't understand why he hasn't been promoted. I wonder if he's on Cameo. <laughs> and to Superman, my best friend, I leave a picture album of our adventures together. I like that, actually. Superman has a photographic memory. He doesn't need a photo album junking up his Fortress of Solitude. It's important to Jimmy... Next, Jimmy performs another grim duty, picking out his own coffin. Of course you'll want to choose the capsule for your tomb. Yeah, of course. Unlike your barbarous, barbar- barbarous, no, yeah. yes, barbarous earth burials, we Mordians launch our dead heroes into orbit around our sun. <laughs> oh, this is great. Uh, so now apparently they are working on a revival gas that could restore Jimmy to life someday. So I, it may I, not be a eternity orbiting the sun it's such a silly premise should you be revived revived jimmy you'll be entitled to a reward so choose the treasures you want and place them in your capsule now he has a possible possibility of choosing from jewels gold power jewels emeralds diamonds and something that you can't read right uh i would have gone for power jewels but you think he would have too since he likes having superpowers so Mm much um Jimmy apparently takes the diamonds and uh, Galora whispers to her workmate, Olsen passed the final test. It is time we prepared him for his combat mission. Then, presently in the Royal Conservatory. Yes, they are watching Ob- a observatory, forgive me. screen where a fleet of interplanetary ships are parked in space. Mm-hmm. Tigor... Explains that those ships belong to the Quans. Why do they all have to be inflected in the same way? Well, it's a common root language. Uh, Quans and the Mordians have uh, evolved from the same species, and so they uh, have a common inflected language. No name 
No proper name for a person or a planet or anything has gone with the downward inflection or even the question inflection. Well, if you want to speak... Or the flat. Flat. No inflection. If you want to speak middle clon, that would be clon. I adore you. Would you marry me if you love me so much? Mm. Uh, so they observe clon ambassadors <laughs> shattering a model of Mord. This means war. The fate of our war will, world will be decided in single combat. I, I Krim. It's actually Krim. <laughs> commander of the forces I of Klon. Love how you keep Challenge my... your chief general, Vinar, <laughs> to battle. By the laws of the galaxy, he must meet me on the asteroid of honor or Mord is ours. <laughs> and he says we accept your challenge. So... Okay, Jimmy says, so your planet is on the spot. Let this hotshot general of yours carry the ball. Why drag me into it? Oh, but he says, we cannot use Vinar. Come with me and I'll show you why. Gasp. Vinar was injured accidentally. He needs another month of hypno sleep in the Medi tank before his bones heal. Uh, and if he fails to show up for battle, we lose Mord to the clones. He is your exact double. Eggs act. Double. Double, yes. That's why you were chosen to take this, his place in the Asteroid of Honor. Refuse, and we become slaves. I'll do it, Galora. What weapons will we use? Ray guns? Atomic grenades? Jimmy gets his answer at the moored spaceport. We've discarded such barbaric war techniques, Jimmy. Your only weapon will be the Psycho Combat Helmet. Now that's more of a Meg Ryan in Joe vs. Volcano. <gasps> oh. Your only weapon will be the Psycho Combat Helmet. <laughs> You're... I'll instruct you how to use it. This spacecraft will be your base of operation. Ah, 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 are you doing the Meg Ryan? Finally, I got a voice right. You did. That's so perfect. Oh, so the end all. Jimmy's put into a spaceship which responds to the psycho combat helmet. It's a giant helmet. I mean, look how huge that is <laughs> compared to his, his actual head. And uh, so the clone launch their challenger commander Krim with a similar spaceship. So Jimmy learns the rules. Each combatant uses the psycho helmet, which can materialize any super creature he wishes. The rival creatures fight it out on the asteroid. So it's like the Star Wars chess set. Yes. Um, each contestant gets a chance to dream up four super creatures. Krim is materializing his first, and it's a four-armed... Sort of a forearm, two-eyed, giant, purple people leader. <laughs> forearms, forearms. Jimmy materializes a giant caveman. Oh, uh, no, it's Hercules. It's Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Thomas little Hercules. Now, Jimmy was so intent on materializing Hercules that he didn't concentrate on Hercules's weapon, which... Uh, is not very good. It's a club, mm -hmm. and it breaks into billions of pieces the minute that this four-armed monstrosity attacks him. And then the four-armed monstrosity pulls out... <laughs> Some sort of flamethrowing. Like, like an oil can flamethrower mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. And Hercules disintegrates. <laughs> First champion... Down. Jimmy Down. only has three more. Three more. Jimmy materializes another of Earth's great heroes. But because he's an idiot. King Arthur. The King Arthur, yes. No, King Arthur's not an idiot. No, no, uh, because Jimmy but Jimmy's an idiot. 
he uh, gave uh, he materialized King Arthur, but goofed by giving him a stunted horse. Yeah, so he's, like he's a like dwarf a mini horse. horse. Yeah. Um, so he didn't learn his lesson the first time. Well, in fairness, he he's never done psycho warfare before. Right. Uh, now King Arthur is attacking with super courage. This is a lot like uh, the Golden Age hero Kid Eternity, who could summon heroes of history and myth and legend mm. to aid him in fighting crime. Uh, only he didn't goof like Jimmy Olsen does. No. So the creature uses an energy weapon to electrocute yeah. King Arthur through his steel armor uh -huh. and kills him. Or, or disintegrates him. So, like the champ he is, Jimmy thinks fast and materializes the Greek hero Perseus, who carried the Gorgon Medusa's head on his shield. Did, did, he, did he do that? Um... Did he carry the Gorgon's head on his shield? I mean, I'm most familiar with Perseus from the movie Clash of the Titans, starring Harry Hamlin. Yes. Uh, and he, I don't recall him putting the head on a shield. He just picked up the head and right. carried it around. Right. Uh, but as you know, listener, Medusa's head can uh, turn any living thing that views it to stone. It's her did, eyes. Did she has remake, a power in her eyes. Did they remake Clash of the Titans with they Liam did. Neeson being... Uh-huh. Uh when he said, release the Kraken. Yes. And uh, Sam... Uh, can't remember his name. Do we own The guy that? from Avatar. No, it wasn't very good. Oh, it was terrible. We own the original with Harry Hamlin. Oh, that's a good <laughs> And one. I do mean Harry. Mm. Uh, so, Jimmy's losing, essentially, is the point. Now... He thinks that Medusa's going to turn this quadruped into stone, right? Joke's on Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Quadruped sheds his outer skin. Turns out he's already made of, made stone. of stone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very clever trick. I'll say, now, time. Jimmy's last chance. Mm -hmm. He summons, of course, Superman, who can beat any creature in the galaxy. Unless it's a creature made of stone, and part of, part the, of stone the stone is, is kryptonite. kryptonite. Which weakens Superman. Yeah. Uh, so, not the real Superman. And so this is the part that I thought right. this would be the real Superman. The right. real Superman would step in and somehow outsmart this rock creature who is partially made of kryptonite. Which begs the question, why does the thought Superman, summoned out of thin air also have a weakness to kryptonite maybe because jimmy was so good at summoning this uh maybe he's superman. learned how to specify his yeah creations yeah and dumbass jimmy well yes so clon has won defeating vinar the mordian champion mm -hmm. with ridiculous ease uh the Clon uh, are going to contact the Mordians at once. The automatic controls take Jimmy back to Mord. He's just devastated. He's, I'll How say, can I face Galora and her people? Thanks to my defeat, their world will be enslaved. And he is so, so downcast. I would be too if I had failed. Sure. In that way. But. Galora says, oh no. He calls Jimmy. her baby. Galora baby. Oh, wait. Which voice am I going to use now? 
I love the Meg Ryan okay. voice. Oh no, you were wonderful. Wonderful. Step out here. We have a surprise for you. That is such a good Meg Ryan voice. Thousands of Mordians are here to honor Jimmy with a parade. They even made a cloud portrait of Jimmy formed of multicolored gases. The multicolored gases cloud was used recently in another comic that we uh, read through. I do not remember which one it was. Do you? Um, it was... Was oh. it... Was it the space canine patrol agents where crypto put the jewels in the sky to imitate the red sun no that was just a few um, weeks ago um no it's okay but i, I just remember there were multicolored gla- gases that fooled someone i don't know it's it wasn't johnny cloud the navajo ace no no uh so they're playing now a tri-dimensional tape record of the message which they received earlier from the clon fleet uh here's the clon commander Krim. Mordians, we plan to conquer you because we thought your advanced civilization might menace us. But if Vinar is your greatest general, we have nothing to fear. We will leave your weak-brained people in peace. Ha-ha! <laughs> you see, you see, Jimmy, by choosing you as the replacement for our champion, Vinar, we outwitted the clans. But oh. why did you pick me? Couldn't you find anyone on board to play Vinar's part? Another guy who looks like him? Look at this Tri-D recording. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's I good, sounded yeah. like I sounded like, um, what's-her-face from um, Arrested... No, not Arrested Development. Oh, oh uh, Moira from... Moira uh, from... For a minute, Schitt's yeah. Creek, yeah. Schitt's Creek. Okay, so let's see. Look at this Tri-D recording. We tested many doubles of Venar, but they all had one fault. Their intellects registered at the level 10, almost tops in our galaxy. <laughs> From the moment you arrived on Mord, we knew you filled the bill. So he chose the diamonds, which are, which worthless. are worthless on Mord, uh, and passed up the power jewels, the most precious source of energy in the galaxy. Obviously, he's a level two intellect. Level two, folks. Level two out of ten. He, You carried your diamonds to your tomb capsule when an infant on Mord could have done it with telekinesis like this. Right. Well, how did... If you have telekinesis... Galora, what did you need Jimmy around for? Uh, what a kick in the head. Well, you go, you totally missed this. What? I've got the mentality of a chimp. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh. What a kick in the head. You picked me just because I was plain dumb. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> Because a Mordian would have put up too tough of a fight. Only you could have saved us with your super idiotness. <laughs> and your super courage more than matched our super brains, my handsome one. Uh, so Jimmy is transported back to Earth. And there's Superman waiting for him on the roof. Thanks, Superman, for all your help. Thanks for your appearance here on the last panel there, Superman. I heard, Jimmy, I heard all about your journey to Mord. From who? Yeah. Is there like a, Jimmy is the reporter who was given the story right. to cover. It he is the source. And where is has Superman just been in space, like at the water cooler? <laughs> he heard it at the water the cooler. Green Lantern Corps hanging out. Oh. You must have been quite a hero there, son. How did you win that chest full of diamond medals? Oh, you mean these medals which are worthless all <laughs> over the galaxy? They're just for decorating. Modesty forbids me to say, Superman. That's Sandra Millicent's voice, but that's the one I can't No, how can I tell him that the sparklers are my 
my reward for, for being, being the, the dumbest, dumbest guy, guy in the, the world. world. Not the just wor- the world, Jimmy. The universe. <laughs> the world of Mord, that is. Oh. The end. This, Mr. Costanza, is delightful. You're talking about the art or the writing? Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, you always say that stuff before I come into this. What, who, is the, who wrote this? Leo Dorfman, who's, I imagine we've seen many of his Supergirl stories. Okay, and the art's good too. I do like the art a lot. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, Jimmy deserves this, be, for having been such a male chauvinist for most of the issue, mm-hmm. that he's now, has it on good authority that he's the dumbest person. <laughs> I, it's been confirmed by an entire world of people and maybe that's why he's still a cub Cub reporter reporter. despite traveling through interstellar space oh my goodness well jimmy i hardly knew ye (laughs) because you're dumb and dumb and dumb and dumb and dumb (laughs) you're dumb dumb. oh anything else to add i i could never top your voices today or your your mastery of the Mordian language. Mord. Yeah. Well, that's what I do on the toilet every morning is practice Mordian <laughs> on my Duolingo. Um, what a delight. Mm-hmm. Really? Let's meet back here next week. Shall we? What are we going to read next week? Lois Lane, 80-page giant. What? Oh, my God. Not the whole thing, right? Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh... And uh, other than that, I've got nothing else to add. Me neither. I hope you all have a great week. Same. The weather's been really nice lately, unless you live out west. Well, don't get used to it. It's going to get hot this week. Is it? Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. You see? You see? You're stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. I need the sunlight shining, shining down to help me see. Make it shine, make it shine, make it bright